hit it faster Uh uh-huh here we are beautiful day sun is shining real bright that's okay we got a few clouds in the sky fluffy fluffy little clouds that's all right it's nice and cool today but the sun is out everything's okay the birds are tweet 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 but not as much as elon musk he's tweets all day yeah he's not buying twitter that's okay because it's full of fake accounts so they say 60 percent probably bots trying to program the opinion of the world so that people turn the other ear when things go wrong when people are acting out of integrity when they aren't being who they pretend to be joe biden thank you yeah (laughs) we got a lot to talk about but first i just want to share thank you very much KRS. I think we can play like up to 10 seconds of a song. Yeah, I think 11 max. Well, that was less. That's <laughs> like five. I mean, me not going to need nothing else but health, wealth, and, and knowledge, knowledge of myself. It pretty much sums it up, huh? I think that's all you need. What else do you need? Health. What? Yep. Wealth. Yep. Yeah. And knowledge of the self. And that's what, uh, that's generally what we talk about. Generally. Generally, sometimes we stray, but everything comes back to health, wealth, and knowledge of the self. I was thinking to, I'm like slowly building a playlist on Spotify with all the wisest, it's called Wise Rhymes, my playlist, like all the best rhymes for like wisdom. There's so much out there, especially from the 90s. Oh, for sure. And the 80s. And KRS-One, you could pretty much play his whole catalog. (laughs) All all of his albums, pretty much. He has a great freestyle that he did. live and i think he put it on one of his albums did you hear it uh where he talks about like not being manipulated by the man and stuff like that it's it's brilliant he's cool man i one of his lines in this song this song is uh health wealth self and uh one of the songs this song actually he's like uh uh sell your image not your records records get collected and pawned at thrift shop so basically and that's what he did no one remembers the names of his albums you just know KRS-One and you know his presence so he like really cultivated like who he is his gifts it's not about the album and he also said don't just rely on rapping like build other things you know which I think you can apply to life as well. Yeah. Well, I think we shared a YouTube video from him where he talks about the fifth dimension. Oh, yeah? Yeah. There's a whole YouTube thing where he starts talking about the, the fifth dimension. We had it on, I think it was like episode four or six or something like that. But uh, he's like, so look at this image. And it was Rockstar, the energy drink. And he said, what does it say? But don't use your mouth. And he goes, now, where did that come from? You just heard yourself say rock star in your head and you heard it simultaneous. Now, where did that voice come from? 
the whole thing on the phone. Wow. He's, he's a cool guy. Yeah, dude. He seems like a cool guy. I'd love to hang out with him. And he's still cool. He was cool since the beginning. Yeah, since the 80s. Then and a lot of rappers, if, if people ask, like, who's their inspiration, KRS-One's, like, one of the godfathers of... For sure. Yeah. He's historic. Then you got Erica Badu. Yeah. Erica Badu's another one who's all about the knowledge of self. Yeah. She's amazing. She had that one album, Baduism. So good. Baduism. Oh, on and on and on and on. Yeah. Uh, what am I supposed to do? When he loves someone else's yeah. girl. Yeah. <laughs> How am I? Uh, I yeah. guess I'll see you next lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> what is so it you just showed me a very uh, disturbing uh, image. Oh. Well, that I can't believe is not just out there already, but I guess it's brand new. Do you care to elaborate? Well, I'm wondering, you know, I really wonder, and we'll get in more into this, but like, I really wonder how far this has traveled thus far. So this came, <clears throat> this image, which I'll describe in a minute because it's horrific, came it's a video. through uh, private messages, like on different messaging groups that are encrypted, so forth and so on. And this they can't be censored. They, yeah, they can't be censored there yet. Um but uh, it came from uh, Mr. Hunter Biden. He uh, he got hacked. And his laptop he, was hacked. His laptop was hacked, and his iCloud was hacked. And there was a lot of videos of him, you know, weighing crack and you know doing very very illegal things. And then there were some videos. But that's nothing. That's not surprising. That's we, not. Surprising. We already knew about that. We know Hunter Biden is off on his own tangent. But there was a video of his father with a 12-year-old girl who was tied up and he was whipping her. A 12-year-old naked and he, girl. And he's naked too. And he's naked as well. It's gross. So there is, I showed... It's legit, It's not Photoshop, it's real. No, it's a real, It's this is very, very disturbing. So there was a whole video of it, but I showed Al before we got on the podcast the screenshot from the video. And you can clearly see that's Mr. Yuck. Mr. Biden. It's all coming out to the lights. And what's weird is that then I just check like news sources, mainstream news, including like more conservative outlets that you would think would take this and run with it, but there's not a peep. I remember someone telling me when they were talking about kind of conspiracies and all this stuff, they said, well, all sides are controlled by still one side. Yeah. Regardless. Of the mainstream and sure, you'll it's get, all corporate sponsored, right? Well, they want to cultivate different kind of views, but they're still within their parameters of what they're trying. At to At the create. top, they're all friends for sure. Who owns Fox News? Who owns CNN? Fox News, Rupert Murdoch, CNN. Uh, someone just bought it, but yeah, I, I mean, uh, at the elite top, they're all connected. They all go to Black Epstein's Rock. Island. They used to. <laughs> Do you know BlackRock? BlackRock, yeah, it's a huge fund. They invest in, they pretty much own everything. BlackRock, State Street, uh, yeah, there's that, there's a video about this, like who owns the world. And basically every company, including companies that are competing, they're pre all the top uh, Dow Jones listed companies, they're all primarily owned by three funds, Vanguard, BlackRock, and State Street. 
and uh yeah they own everything including companies that compete against each other that that says a lot that's really out in the open you can go on wikipedia and like see who owns these companies and it's 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 just these single entities (laughs) well then you go to the media and it's all owned by viacom a lot of it yeah a lot of it's owned by viacom or disney (laughs) ironically terrifyingly disney owns a lot of it but we might get banned for this man Really? We're breaking we're breaking all kinds of I don't think so. Here. I so far we haven't mentioned the 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 disease that starts with a C or the quote unquote cure that starts with a V. So <laughs> the V. So yeah, I mean uh let's see what happens if we're Well, I think meant I, well, so it's interesting cuz I you know, I was sharing again with you before is like I shared some of these images and clips like that, I all, all I shared was the Hunter Biden weighing his crack in some house somewhere, with a bunch of friends on Instagram, and within I want to say maybe thirty minutes max, all the videos were gone. Like they were unsent, they disappeared out of my thing, and I got a notice because I got a I, I posted basically on my Instagram some of the things that were revealed from Hunter Biden's hacking. And uh, I got a, a notice from Instagram saying a lot of my content is contrary to. What was the notice exactly? I, I didn't read it because I was. Was just it laughing. misinformation notice? Yeah, it was kind of like a mis- misinformation and yeah, breaking <clears throat> Instagram's uh, policies. I mean, I guess showing drug content. I should have blurred out that, but then you have to see what he's doing. So I wonder, like. You know, as this information is trying to spread, because this is, I mean, this is huge. This is not a small thing. This is kind of like <clears throat> on the scale of Ghislaine Maxwell and her uh, list of names. It's not being released. Which we still don't have. Conveniently not being covered at all. Where is it? Yeah, and then, you know, with the Canadian truckers, all the people that You mean all those racists? <laughs> the, all the Canadian truckers, anyone who donated to the Canadian truckers, all of their lists, the, the list of their names who were donated were posted on public forums so everyone could know who privately donated to a cause of, you know, freedom. And uh, the GoFundMe. So, yeah. Yeah. All public information now. But, you know, the list of elites and people who run the world who are doing very shady things behind the background that it, i mean it. that information will only it'll find its way out you know and it'll continue to de- delegitimize uh, the mainstream media in the eyes of everyone like these are actually the important issues these are the issues that are showing us how compromised the quote-unquote leadership of the world is and how gross most of them are and that's what should be talked about uh but instead it's distraction tactics on these highly divisive issues to keep people pissed off and divided against each other meanwhile the people at the top are just like a bunch it's gross it's child molesters and all kinds of nasty things and uh and they're a bunch of hypocrites and they're disgusting and they are full of disgusting viruses of uh, entities and <laughs> things they could really purge, you know. <laughs> they need plant medicine. No, well, they need to want plant medicine. Yeah, very true. Because if they just drank it, they'd probably die 
from facing themselves. <laughs> well, you mentioned Pizzagate, too. Now, whatever happened to Pizzagate? Pizzagate was huge. And then it all, like, those people it are still free. It was discredited. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of, like, mocked. And, I, you know, who knows? It, it, regardless if that one is even true, there's so much evidence so much i mean just the epstein thing and who was involved i mean bill gates was like uh, so involved and documented of having taken flights and things with that guy and and uh when he was questioned about it you can just watch the video uh he it's he has such a huge tell in terms of how he reacts and how he deflects and how nervous he gets and he kind of tightens up real quick when they ask him about that. So, it, yeah, it's, 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 I think even with what we've seen and what we might expect, it's probably even much worse than we can imagine. And, uh, you know, if this information was really out there, the whole top of the chain would collapse. And maybe that's not a good thing. Maybe, maybe it needs to kind of be eased out. Because if it all collapses at once, maybe it's chaos. Maybe we need to like ease this transition to more effective and uh, and uh, effective and what's the word I'm looking for? Leadership with dignity and uh, honesty and uh, respectable people. <laughs> it's, it's a gross. It's a plague. But the whole <clears throat> political system is organized around like organized crime it's like a mafia oh yeah for sure like look at you know the clinton family i mean even the things they have on record that they have exposed are extremely criminal things do you know that uh this is a fact uh you can look it up but i think it's 38 confirmed quote-unquote suicides of people who formerly worked for the clintons up to 38 they're all suicides quote-unquote wow I heard that that was someone I think it was on Joe Rogan they brought it up but um, you know that's everyone's hating on Putin because he kills his adversaries but they might have a higher count (laughs) (laughs) I mean unless working for them is so awful that you want to kill yourself which is possible it's highly but yeah it's a high possibility Uh, maybe there's a combination of things but uh, was there any kind of string of like how they like their suicide was like was it all the same way or i don't know i don't know the details but uh 30 i think it's 38 that's a lot of people and i think the person who was talking about this or was like if i owned a company or an organization like the clinton foundation and 38 of my former employees committed suicide i'd probably start like quit shut down the thing because it's not working yeah, I mean, this is the muck. And I and I think this is kind of a natural process. Like, if we look in history, as governments became more and more corrupt, like, the surface, or the surface veneer definitely disappeared. And then there was this reality of, like, who they were as people that came to the surface. Yep. Like, <clears throat> yeah, I'm thinking of the collapse of the Roman Empire. You know, the Roman Empire was a pigsty by the end of time you know by the end of its time but it was a big orgy actually pretty much yeah. <laughs> but at, at that time too like it was just 
the amount of corruption and backbiting and yeah, it's just we're really mirroring yeah the 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 history of collapse after Marcus Aurelius, man. Once the gladiator, I mean, once Russell Crowe killed Marcus Aurelius's son, you'd think that that would be a meaning that the glory of Rome would continue, but but no, uh, the corruption ensued. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> my, my Russell Crowe. Yeah, you've seen that movie, yeah? yeah? It's like one of my favorite movies of all time. Gladiator. Oh, it's, yeah. I, lo- I cry every time. <laughs> I still do. Well, it's interesting. We're starting out in the muck today, guys. Don't don't be don't be afraid. Don't shed ignorance to this anymore. It's time for this to to be purged. This is the purge. It's purging now. It is. You know, it was it was really clever, kind of move by media and establishment to like. Basically, anyone who brings up this stuff, like the Hunter Biden stuff, and now this Joe Biden thing, blah, 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 they they managed to kind of program the masses into categorizing that as uh, uh, conspiracy theorists, right-wing nutjobs, Trump. You just get kind of like lumped in, you know, just for questioning these things, which are huge things. And so, like, the tactic was to basically, you're immediately kind of ridiculed and uh, classified as a nut job because you bring this stuff up. Uh, you know, anyone who questions or what happened on Epstein's Island and like wants to bring this stuff up or anything like that is just like, oh, you're a Trump guy, oh, you're a Trumper. Blah, blah, blah. No, not at all. Actually, just uh, it's gross and it needs to be talked about. And so it was very convenient. And in a way, like Trump was a disservice to truth because... Uh, people were able to associate him with questioning things because that's part of what he was doing. Do you know where the phrase conspiracy theorist came from? I don't think so. So I think it was either 60s or 70s. The CIA <clears throat> made up this phrase called conspiracy theorist for people, anyone who is counter to their program. Look this up because this is a real thing where the word conspiracy theorist began from. It came from CIA, the CIA. They were trying to disprove a lot of the information that was coming out about them, and this is back in the day when you know the hippies were ranting and raving, and so they called them conspiracy theorists and conspiracy nuts and so forth and so on. It's, it's a very, here, I'm actually going to pull it up because I, I want to have this. But it's an interesting thing because it, you're right. And you see, I mean, I think the challenges for people is, to actually acknowledge that the lie they've been buying into for so long is a lie. Like if you've been sold something, you know, and it may seem like the greatest thing, but it's covered in, you know, it's a gold piece of shit. And so <laughs> suddenly, suddenly the, the gold starts to flake off, but you paid $500,000 for it. Are you going to say, well, you know, I know it's a piece of shit, but I, you know, it's still, it's super special. It's this gold that's, you know, it's in the shape of a turd. Well, it's actually just a turd. I mean, this is what is coming forth. And this is the challenge in, I think, purging in any kind of situation, regardless of whether it's psychedelic or not. It's figuring out the lies that we've told ourselves over our, you know, our whole lifetime. And this is why healing is so hard is people confront themselves about themselves. You can lie to other people ad infinitum, but as soon as you're confronted with yourself you know, under the observer of yourself, 
that's the heart. You can't lie to yourself. You can't. Yeah. And when you do, it's painful. For sure. Yeah. This is why people have, you know, hard times in psychedelics. They have hard times in psychedelics because it starts to confront the aspects that are responsible for the life that we've created. That they've been lying to themselves about by ignoring or pushing away or pushing aside or for trying to forget about or numbing themselves from. Well, yeah, you know, <clears throat> the bigger story. Well, here, I'm trying to find this uh, document. But, um, yeah, the bigger issue is that we've lied to ourselves about, first of all, how much we've been trying to suppress our actual happiness. Like, the biggest challenge, and I tell this to a lot of guests that come through, the biggest challenge of people coming through the door is they have to defeat this part of themselves that actually doesn't want to be happy. Mm. And so all these things that they've put up, these defense mechanisms, these personalities, these ego-driven desires or suppressions, they, they're just suppressing this thing that actually just wants them to be happy. All right. But doesn't everyone want to be happy? I or hope so. Misled into terms of like how to get there. I mean, I think there's a yogi that talks about this that says that every act of uh, numbing oneself is just the desire to get closer to God, whether it's drugs, sex, whatever. Call this Huxley. Huxley. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did I just call him a yogi? Well, he kind of is. He was a yogi. <laughs> well, I can't spell conspiracy theory with one hand. Conspiracy. Conspiracy. With your left hand of all. Are you left-handed? No. Yeah, so I mean, this origin. All right. Bear with me, everyone. I spelled all these things wrong, so. Uh, in the meantime. So, okay, uh, this came out in 1967. There was a CIA memo that was sent out to the staff embassy which instructed CIA assets to criticize, sorry, let's see here. I'm gonna read this word for word. Uh, conspiracy theory in America, okay, emphasize it in CIA. I'm reading on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, it was, okay, 1964, the paranoid style in the American politics which was no noted as conspiratorial thinking. So it was defined back then. It was given a word. Yeah, basically given a kind of a frame of reference as far as... And it, and to it discredit it. To discredit it. To discredit anyone who's starting to counter the American ideology. Right. And I don't... Like, I really love American ideology. I love freedom. I love... Well, that's an interesting thing, right? It's like... I think people have different ideas of what American ideology is and different aspects that they hate, but I, I love the principle of it. What it was founded on, and then it was compromised into something else now. Into confusion. And it was so, you know, I think, you know, sure, the founding fathers weren't the most perfect people. Nobody's Is perfect. anybody? No. They had some great ideas, though. They had they good ideas. Down. They were brave as... Yeah. Super brave. <laughs> and they're trying to establish like a very clear guideline for how countries should be run. The same people dissing the founding fathers now voted for Biden. I'm pretty sure the founding fathers didn't tie up 12 year olds and get naked with them. True. True. But this is the challenge, right? You got sold a lie. Yeah. And, you know, 
you know, counter to Trump's narrative and what they shared about him. And then you have Biden's narrative and it's just, you know, again, it's a, a tactic of division, all of it. And I, what I mean by that is, you know, like you said before, is like, oh, as soon as you start talking about things that are popping up, you know, from the shadow side of these governments, oh, you're a Trumper or you're a conspiracy theorist. There's a division. Or back in the 60s, you're a communist. You're a communist or whatever it is that's counter to the ideology or the current narrative. And, you know, the beautiful thing that I, we hope we continually relay to people is like, do your own research. Like, don't believe anything that we say on here ever. Mm. Like, do your own research, including the stuff that we talk about, you know, the beautiful stuff too, you know, with psychedelics and spiritual experiences. Like, do your own research. Try it out. <laughs> yeah. But the, the challenge is, is that there's a kind of a destruction of an inner world. And this is kind of what happened. You know, Saf and I were talking about this as this information was coming forward. These images and these videos of this family came forward was seeing like how that started to dissolve the illusion of what we think leadership is in the world mm -hmm. and how, you know, this, the government can seem so pristine and clean, but I mean, they used to, I used to never question this ever. And now I question if there's anything useful about them. And now it's so obvious now. I used to think that the president was special, like a special person with unique gifts and an unsaleable character. And now they're just gross. Well, it makes you want, I, it's ironic because I've been watching Peaky Blinders. Uh, Peaky Blinders. The Peaky Blinders. And uh, <clears throat> if you don't, if you haven't seen Peaky Blinders, it's about an old English gang from the 1920s. A bunch of guys from war came back and started to establish. Birmingham, England. Birmingham. Hard-nosed hard industrial town. <laughs> but it kind of highlights the corruption and what it takes to run big companies, what it takes to become members of parliament. It's um, all corrupt. It's all corrupt. It's all based and in that's, games. That's a tv show but it's true <laughs> yeah yeah for sure i mean look at the chicago families that run a lot of the governments there that's why you don't lately see any virtuous presidents because they don't get in you have to be a dirty motherfucker to get in you gotta be you gotta play dirty to be in politics yeah. you have so to you have to have that inclination and, and i wonder like they're probably like really really good people who want to become president who want to change you know, uh, government policies or so forth and so they on. They get locked out. But they, they get, yeah, they get locked out or they become corrupt along the way as they gain followers. I was, uh, I'm starting to learn about this. Uh, it was this uh, kind of like channeling book called The Law of One. Have you heard of it? The Book of Ra or the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ra something. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of along the lines of Course in Miracles channeled in the 80s and it's very dense uh one of the people i listened to talking about it, he's like this is doctoral level phd level metaphysics it's super dense but it makes a lot of sense and one of the things and i'm going to totally misquote it but that this teaching is about is like uh so like our our progression basically everything is one everything is god and we are God experiencing God's self. And our progression of our soul 
is like higher and higher levels of frequency and and being and right now we're in like third density and you go up to like seventh or eighth whatever eighth is like return to total oneness and in the path of third to fourth density at some point uh and we're in that stage now there's a choice that is made by each individual and the choice is the polarity on the positive side of the polarity is um choosing that uh, basically a path of serving others and serving yeah serving others and the negative side the other polarity is the path of choosing the self the selfish path and and it's easy to think oh the selfless one is the positive is the good one and the other one is the bad one but actually in this channeling there's no judgment about either they all lead to the same outcome it's just that the negative path is a longer path and and it's always in balance and so it just makes me think about these politicians and they're clearly chosen the selfish path but then with this teaching is like well we can't really judge that it's also god's consciousness expressing in a certain way and it all leads to the same outcome eventually and and it has to exist as a polarity as a balance to the positive path of selfless service so that's a really interesting thing because that that challenges my you know judging of that or thinking that it's bad but it's also a perfect harmony and it's the path leads to the same outcome and it's there's a lot more complexity to this but ultimately it's still god's consciousness expressing on a journey of seeing and understanding itself just like if you extrapolate to there's day and there's night in equal parts what do you think of that felix i agree with that <clears throat> so we love joe biden well we love everybody <laughs> <laughs> the the challenge is like we do is we really is, do. is utilizing that as a, a form of ignorance though yeah does that make sense like saying well you know everything's sure doesn't mean it's right doesn't mean it's okay some people would take it as an excuse well then it's okay right right doesn't necessarily mean it's okay yeah you know i i think this comes from some buddhist teaching where every being in the universe has the opportunity to become god at some point and it may take 15 million lifetimes and it may take 15 it just is dependent on the being and how quickly they learn. So I, you know, we can accept that this aspect of God, the shadowy aspect of God is doing this thing without but, judgment. Right. But yeah. and I think it's even careful. Is it an aspect of God or is it more of an exploration of consciousness into a shadowy aspect because in this law of one teaching two, god is just like the essence it's like pure innocence love that's all it is but it's observing itself through consciousness and we are consciousness and everything is consciousness so like first density so it even ties into like the evolution of the universe and the planet like when earth was first density 
it was just rock. So stones are first density and they're just consciousness being, but unable to observe or feel, or it's just awareness. Second density is like animals, I think of like awareness of being third density is where we're at, where there's a self-reflection, like, and uh, like we recognize our own, there's an awareness of being in the third density. Second density is just like being and moving through the world. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. Um, but it's like non-duality teachings, right? And mm-hmm. like a real non-dual person, mm-hmm. it's kind of annoying because they're, they're not, they don't think anything's right or wrong or good or bad because everything is one anyway. And that teaching is true, but a lot of people who think that they're living it are really just bypassing, uh, in my observation, they're not actually living that truth. They're bypassing and using it as an excuse, uh, sometimes to cause harm or to themselves or others. So, because nothing matters, everything's one. Yeah, I've heard many stories of non-dual people who have done terrible things because they say, we're one and the same. And it kind of goes back to like, uni, or ayahuasca is like, you know, I've had a lot of people who say, who say, oh, ayahuasca is just love and light. It's only love and light. <clears throat> but within the traditions of the jungle, where they have spent thousands of years with this medicine, they know intimately that this plant is not light or dark. It's neutral. And because it's neutral, it can express both polarities of this world. From yeah, from within the person or, yeah. It, it's a neutral mirror. And so whatever is reflected within, whether it's shadowy or dark or whatever idea is the strongest within the mind of the individual, it kind of highlights that and then puts that layer over the mirror. <clears throat> and that's not to say that there aren't incredibly beautiful, powerful experiences that can come through the medicine. And there's moments when you know you take a certain amount of medicine and you're gone, the ego of... Felix is gone and there's an an understanding or a knowing so it can connect you to such beautiful places of like kind of a non-dual experience but to withhold that you know that ideology or that level of consciousness permanently is very 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 challenging and this is why yogis take you know however many years to actually achieve such states of consciousness it's not something that like, oh, I'm going to take a drug and now I've got it. That's escape. That's escape. It's, it's trying to, it's chasing the, the, the golden ring. It oh, seems like, at least in the circles I've seen, like there's a new, a new paradigm of like what actually enlightenment quote unquote means. And it seems like in the seventies and eighties, at least in the West, people thought enlightenment was like going to the light. But now it seems enlightenment is actually integrating, fully embodying all the polarities and being integrated with them, not avoiding them. Uh, So it's like the Buddha could feel pain. Buddha could cry. Buddha could feel sadness. Buddha could feel everything, but he allowed it. He was with it fully. Or Jesus, same thing. I mean, he he cried. He did. He suffered. 
but he accepted it and forgave it. Well, it goes <clears throat> kind of back to what I was saying about the challenge in people confronting these shadows, you know, in the world, one, and then two in themselves, like in plant medicine, is like the facing of the responsibility of what has been done. And I wonder if that's, this is where we put the shadows of conscious thought of, or, or we divide it. We, we start creating polarities again. That's evil and that's good and that's da 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 and that's bad. Like, what if, what if it's all just learning? Like, what if there's no, I, even that is a, has its own polarity, learning good and learning bad, blah, 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 blah. But I think the trap is within language to actually describe what is happening here on the earth. This is why, you know, people like the raw discourses, I can't remember the name of the books. <clears throat> the Law of One. The Law of One, yeah. Has such a hard time relaying this in a super clear, yeah. like, hey, you are X, Y, and Z, and this means X to Z squared, you know? Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> complex math. That's PhD metaphysics. Well, everything is learning, and that goes back to this, like, choosing the path of selfish, like this, you know, it's learning, and the reason it's a longer path is there's probably many lifetimes of suffering through that because ultimately it's, it's a path of suffering. So you can look at the politicians of the world, and yeah, they have these positions of power, but inside they're suffering, and they're probably numbing themselves to it, as we can see with these tapes, you know, through various activities and drugs and whatever. But it's deep suffering because if you're on the selfish path, you are negating your connection to something bigger than yourself so then it's all on you and that's a lot of pressure it sucks so what if <clears throat> the acknowledgement of what is happening is just maybe recognizing that this is happening and that one that these people are human <clears throat> and maybe not the kind of humans that we want in a place of power leadership yeah not as a you know not to demonize them tremendously but just this is not a person I would choose to say lead the world. Yeah. I want to have choice over what pisses me off a lot lately is like all this coming to the light of like that, that the direction of humanity is being manipulated and controlled by a small group of people. And like, who the fuck are they to, to like decide they can do that? Like world economic forum, all these plans, uh, to basically strip power from the individual and with a long-term goal of, of a singular world government governing power no more national powers no more no more different cultures everything becomes one culture one under one national power where everybody is controlled what you everything is controlled because anything that's a threat to that power needs to be eliminated it's you know it's the full embodiment of communism that was the vision communism isn't about oh we're all sharing uh the resources and we're all equal no communism is about a few people controlling everybody and making all those people that they control feel like they're they're submitting to this system because it's the right thing to do because we all share no it just means we all share scraps while these people in charge have everything that's what communism is and that's what it always has been and that's what people need to realize but that's that's ego exemplified that's ego raised to the highest power of ego right like who would be the one on the top really ultimately stalin 
Look what happened to him. Or Hitler. Yeah. The outcome's not good. They suffered. They they will always and suffer. With reincarnation, if you believe in it, I'd imagine they'd have some serious karma to deal with. Like, what's their next lives like after that? They're rocks. No, that would be great. <laughs> I'd love to be a rock. You just sit there all day, not a thought, not a concern. Just, just there. You're just neutral. You're, I think... The rocks are enlightened. It's this. We're in the. We're on the. We're in the stage where you have to forget everything and suffer to remember. Have you seen Pineapple Express? A long time ago. Do you remember uh, <clears throat> Seth Rogen's character and then Danny DeVito? I think his name's Danny DeVito. The little guy, Danny DeVito. He was in Twins no, with no, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Not Danny DeVito. Wrong Danny DeVito. Uh, what's his name? Uh, oh. Um, uh. Saul. Saul? That was his name in the show, oh. in the movie. Is he? Was he a young guy? Younger, yeah. He was also in This Is The End. He's kind of in yeah, all yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. It'll come back to me. <clears throat> all right, well, remember that character. He was Saul, one of the drug dealers. <clears throat> and he's been shot because he betrayed Seth Rogen and uh, his buddy. What's his name? Christian. No, what's his name? Yeah, we got to look this up. <laughs> Keep going. Also. I haven't watched this in 10 years. Anyways, he's like, well, do you believe in reincarnation? Because you betrayed us. You were, you were an asshole. He's like, yeah, I know I'm an asshole. I, know, I do believe in reincarnation. He's like, I'd love to come back as a dragon. He's like, yeah, but if you're... James a, Franco. James Franco. Okay. Yeah. Amber Heard was in that. <laughs> what? No way. <laughs> There's the cast. Amber Heard. We'll okay, Danny that. McBride. So Seth Rogen, James Franco, and Danny McBride are having a conversation. Danny McBride's in a bathtub bleeding out because he just got shot for betraying Seth Rogen and James Franco. <clears throat> and they're talking about incarnation. He's like, well, you know, if you're a bad person, you're going to come back as an, as an anal bead. Or a <laughs> he's like, but he's like, that wouldn't be that bad. Depends on who it was for. And Seth Rogen goes, it's for me. And he's like, oh yeah, that's pretty shit. I think I've talked, that's funny. I think I've talked about this. I had this, <laughs> I need to watch that again. I had a San Pedro, it was like my first San Pedro ceremony in PSAC here years ago. And I went for a walk. I left the little ceremony compound and went out there and there were some pigs by the road and I was just watching them. And the first thing was like, oh my God, those are like humans. They just had human expressions. And then I had this whole like download, or maybe I made it up, I don't know, that they were humans and they were like on a, they had a very greedy lifetime and they reincarnated as pigs. And it was just so apparent. It was like, oh my God, that's, that's like one step back down from human. You know, that's a path you can take and, Animal Farm is kind of all about that too. George Orwell. George Orwell, yeah. How the farmers uh, turned into pigs, and the, or something. Yeah, I mean, it was all about the pigs. The pigs were the police. Yeah, they were trying to rule. They the took farm. over. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it's a good story. Well, I, yeah, I've had like a psychedelic experience where everything was here, like in this plane of existence, everything exists simultaneously. So seeing like pigs like you had i had very similar i've had the same thing so i totally maybe that's true we've both had the same vision <clears throat> and then mosquitoes so they talk about in the living or sorry the book of the dead 
Tibetan Book of the Tibetan Dead. Book of the Dead. Yeah, uh, there's a realm. It's like the hell realm where these beings have very small mouths and huge bellies. Well, what is a mosquito? It has a tiny mouth and a huge belly. It's like, oh, they're here. The hell realm is here within this realm. That was mushrooms that did that. Whoa. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. I spent a lot of time in the jungle trying to make peace with the mosquitoes, feeling guilt every time I killed one. But then I learned that the Dalai Lama, like his only regret is killing a mosquito. So even he did it, you know. <laughs> his only regret was killing... Oh, man. The swarms of mosquitoes have smashed in the jungle. Oh, God. Especially during rainy season. Never rainy I think the buzzing was more annoying than the bites for me. If you're in bed... Yeah, you're, you're bed trying to and sleep. you can't see them. You don't know where he is. And he's, all you hear is like... It's like, oh shit, where did it land? Where did it land? You start slapping around. Oh man. I was just there in the jungle, man. That was a real experience. You were just there? No, no, no. no. Oh, just now, yeah. Just yeah. now with that. With those, the sound effects. The sound effects were perfect. Yeah. That's also the jungle. <laughs> that is the jungle. And the there are so many birds. I do miss the birds. I miss the frogs at night. Oh yeah. It, the frogs at night where we would sit in ceremony there was the frogs and then there was the cambo frog that would go they legitimately sounded like that that's not a yeah. exaggeration and once in a while the whole you know there'd be like 20 people in the ceremony and once in a while everybody would hear it and everybody would start laughing because it's like the funniest thing when you all notice it. So good. And everybody, without saying it, everyone knows why everybody's laughing. <laughs> whoa, whoa, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Even the maestros would laugh in that. That's, yeah. Have you ever had Cambo? No, never. Me, me neither. No. Sounds, uh, sounds intense. I think th uh, it can be really good, but I also think it's, it seems, I've heard just a lot of people have like, incomplete experiences where they're just stuck with the venom in them and maybe it's just practitioners that don't know how to serve it very well or maybe the body just can't handle that level of toxicity they, or they give them a too high of a dose yeah our, our mutual friend here got pretty messed up from Cambo. Yeah, yeah 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 it's a rough one i mean this is the thing is like <clears throat> figuring out the medicine that actually works best for you because i mean some people swear by it and people who have lyme's disease have utilized it to actually push it out of their lymph yeah. nodes. But just acknowledging, too, that it does stick in the joints for some people or it does stick in certain organs. At well, some it's sticky, slimy frog stuff. Yeah. It's a, it's a challenging... It's venom. It's literally yeah. venom. And, you know, a lot of medicines into high dose are venom. Tobacco's like that, too. It, it'll kill you. Exactly. <laughs> but at the right dose... It can be really good for the right person. Bufo is venom. Yeah, totally. It's venom. The Bufo, the toad excretes this thing that causes its predators to go into a total mass uh, state of oneness <laughs> so they can no longer chase the toad. It's <laughs> like, oh, you think you're going to get me? Meet God. <laughs> <laughs> it like comes out of a, like a sack near their ear. Yeah. 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 I've seen videos of people milking them, you know, yeah. they like catch them and milk out the stuff and then they dry it and 
Can Looks you like imagine having like crystals. an existential crisis chasing a toad? God, I'm a coyote. No, I'm not. I'm God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the coyote's just sitting there. Next life, he's Buddha. <laughs> Maybe that's that's the 15 lifetimes. You just yeah. accidentally stumble upon a toad. In the Sonoran Desert. Yeah. And then you're all of a sudden God to next life. There you go. <laughs> you become one. Yeah. I never knew until a few years ago, like this whole licking the toad thing, you know? There's so many fairy tales about that. Uh, there was a Simpsons episode a huge, in the yeah. 90s, yeah, where he licked, I think he licked a toad. He licked a toad. And then he went on a huge vision quest. <laughs> Amazing. There's actually another, in the Simpsons movie, he goes out, they like move to Alaska at some point, and they meet this um, indigenous shaman in Alaska, and she takes him on like a breath, like a breathwork journey. And he trips and like sees himself being a total asshole to people. It's crazy. It's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. That's the Simpsons for you. Wow. I would like to meet the writers. They have a time machine. Matt Groening. Yeah. They have to. Yeah. Cause if you go back and watch it, it's so relevant now. But there's, there's a moment like there's so many, and we've talked about this on the podcast, but like there's so many moments where they have got the exact moment in history perfectly right. Mm-hmm. There's a moment when Trump, it becomes president in, in the Simpsons in the Simpsons and he's coming down an escalator waving and Homer standing on the awning behind him and is like Trump is waving and there's a, a video of Trump waving coming down an escalator with the same awning behind him. Whoa, it's really? I need to see that. Super trip. And it came out like that was in the nineties or like late nineties or two thousand. Wow. Yeah. They're on season 30 or something. They're still like going. That. Yeah. I haven't watched this since probably the nineties and they're owned by Disney now. So it's probably not good anymore. Probably not. Wow. Yeah. No kidding. They predicted that. And a lot of other things. Yeah. The three-headed or the three-eyed fish that come out of the <clears throat> nuclear reactor. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. 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 Then they have a video of a guy who pulled out a three-eyed fish. <laughs> I remember the one where Homer goes to work for like basically an Elon Musk type character. He buys, I think he buys the power plant. But he's this enigmatic, like, CEO guy, who, and everything's perfect. Uh, it was, is I don't know. I'm just going on a tangent here, but a lot of good memories. That's the oh, one thing I watched after high school. I'd come home, and it, I think five o'clock it was Seinfeld, and five thirty was Simpsons yep. reruns, and I'd watch <clears throat> them back to back. Speaking of Elon, he didn't buy Twitter. Yeah, where he's trying to back out of it, yeah, because they wouldn't... I think it was all part of a plot. I think he knew all along that it would go this way, and he's... My prediction is he's going to start his own social media company once this all finishes, now that he's discredited Twitter. And they're in big trouble. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens in court. Uh, But some people have some interesting takes on it, because Elon Musk, for a lot of people, he's kind of revered as like, you know, he's fighting all the... BS in the world and but some people are like no he's uh he's part of the BS because uh like he wants to make Twitter uh verify every user right so uh basically and from there created like a digital identification system like it kind of goes out to some creepy black mirror type of stuff uh that's doesn't seem very nice uh so who knows, man? I, I, I think I like Elon Musk for what he's doing. Uh, at least he's, he's not a quiet billionaire, and at least he's, it seems like he's 
he's bringing some things to the light, but uh, at the same time, like, who knows? Who knows where it all leads? And maybe his technologies and intentions are not so great, you know? I'm 50 50. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm on, on the fence. I'm on the fence. You have, to, you have to be skeptical. I'm a bit skeptical. I mean, <clears throat> I didn't know this about Teslas, but Teslas track every movement that a Tesla makes. Well, yeah, and eventually they're going to be totally self-driving uh, by a cloud-based computer system. And then it's like, well, who's in power? Who controls it? Can they decide you're not allowed to go there? Can they decide uh, they're going to take control of the car and take you somewhere else? I mean... And kill switches in cars? Have you heard of those? No. They, they plan on putting... Kill, this was a law that was... Or a bill that was potentially going to be passed, but they plan on putting kill switches in cars. So they can remotely turn off your car? I don't know if it's that kind of kill switch or a kill switch for the, the driver. Oh, yeah. Like I don't literally. know. I really don't know. Yeah, I mean, it seems to all be moving towards... I mean, that's what power, corrupt power wants. They want control and more and more, and they use technology to bring that control in and blah, blah, blah. The pandemic Neuralink. was an acceleration of that. Neuralink, that's a bit interesting and freaky. I will never plug that shit into my brain. Are you kidding me? No. I'd rather be an idiot than be hooked up to Google. You're living in the most intelligent living system on the planet. Like your, your human body is the, one of the most intelligent, complex technological devices ever, ever. Why do you need to add a Google. lower? Yeah. What do you need Google And censored for? results. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, ah, I'm going to think about, I'm going to look up uh, the statistic on uh, the efficacy of this thing. And, oh, well, it's effective. All right, I'll take it. Give me Like, that. where do the results come from? Who's putting, like, what? I saw a video on a pill that you could swallow that would control the proteins in the stomach over time to ingest certain, like, they would actually absorb certain proteins and negate other proteins, and it was wild. They have nanotechnology that you can swallow. Yeah, that little can, robots in your body. Crazy. They can build them atom by atom. Yeah, that freaks me out a bit because it's like, uh, if they're nano and they can, whatever, it's like, and they put it in the food, like, what will happen? You know, I try to avoid this shit as much as possible, but... Don't eat Burger King. <laughs> Don't, but I love Burger King. I love having it my way. <laughs> I haven't had Burger King in so long, but it was probably my favorite of the fast food burgers. The charbroiled, you know, the grilled burger. I'm going to confess I actually had one recently. Oh, yeah? Where? where? In the mall. At the mall? You went to Bur BK at the mall? Nice. Yeah, BK at the mall. Every time I walk by there, I'm like, mm, Popeye's. And I've had Popeye's. But the line is too long, so I don't go. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah. But it's so bad. It's don't, so bad. Don't do this. Or do it if you want. Yeah. It's a it's a treat. And I think little bits of poison are medicine at some points, right? Do you remember at the start of the whole pandemic, I don't know if you went to Cusco Mall in like summer 2020, once they kind of reopened it, and suddenly, and it's not there anymore, but it was a video camera that would photograph you as you come in and every single person. I completely remember that yeah and then it just like went away and i was thinking you know my conspiracy mind was like i feel like maybe they were testing something out like to see how the population responds like what's the point of that how does a pandemic make you need to photograph everybody that comes in that doesn't make any sense it was really weird and they were doing that at the airport too mm -hmm. but it's convenient because if you decide to not wear a mask your facial recognition works but you had to pull it down they made you pull it down? Yeah. They never made us pull it down at the mall. Oh, maybe I'm misremembering. 
No, they just it was checking to make sure we. I don't. I don't know what it was. Doing. Well, I mean, facial recognition. It can. I mean, the latest iPhone. I think the latest iPhone update. Uh, it'll unlock your phone with your mask on. So, what you can recognize a face just from the eyeball, from the iris. You can recognize a face from the cheekbone to the to the like. Every face is so unique. See, that's scary. I had this freaky experience when I flew back to the states a few years ago. There was a, a really long line uh, at security, and they had this. Um, what's it called? It's one of these services. Clear. So clear is a service where you can kind of bypass the security line because they have your uh, uh, biographic or what is it? They have some data uh, that allows it so you don't have to like show your ID anymore. So you just bypass and you just walk in front of a screen. That, and I was didn't really think about it. I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And they're like, okay, great. Do you want to do the handprint or the iris? And I was like, uh, the iris. I don't know why. And so I did it. And they like had this thing that scanned my iris and I'm like, all right, you're all set. And I bypassed, you know, the line. They scanned my thing. And then I, I went, I got to where I was going and I was in my Airbnb. And I think I had some cannabis and my mind went, I was like, oh shit. Like I just gave away some seriously personal data. Like, and I just like, my mind went all the, on all these paranoid tangents. So like I immediately got on my computer. I emailed the company. I was like, please delete my data. I don't want to be part of this. Please delete everything. And they got back to me like three days later. Okay, no problem. They didn't delete that. There's no Weird. way. There's no way they deleted it. I know. That. And then in, re I, in retrospect, I realized most people were opting for the hand thing. Why did I go with the iris? Oh, weird. Yeah, it was weird. And it's like, yeah, the incentive is you don't have to wait in line. But what it's done with that data? Who, who, you know, it's some clear, some massive company. And again, if you look at the ties, BlackRock, all this stuff, they're all connected. They're all owned by the same people. And they're all in bed with the politicians. And who knows what the heck is used for. Exactly. I mean, there's companies, massive companies that are all targeting data mining, which means they look for private data on people. Like constantly. Use a VPN. Millions of dollars. Ah, oh, man. Use VPN, Brave Browser. Yeah. Yeah, I use Brave Browser. DuckDuckGo apparently is great. No. No? Apparently they're selling your data too now. Oh, God. They sell outs. Yeah. Ah. So in China, this came out recently. This is kind of along the lines of the, the photos and all the same group of people were posting this in china there's an app on your phone that detects if you've ever been close to somebody within i think 10 feet of somebody who's had covid and if you have your phone turns yellow and you're not allowed allowed into banks you're not allowed into like public areas and people are freaking out because like if you're walking down the street and you just walk by somebody who's got covid that means that everybody eventually will have you know this yellow thing on their phone what what kind of what kind of logic is that around other than control that's what the, all the world wants they want the chinese model yeah but here's the thing i wish i didn't yeah sometimes maybe it'd be nice to just be ignorant and be like yes that sounds like a good plan i am all aboard i want to know i love my country i want to know it all 
No, me too, man. I'm just saying. Gotta be set free. Yeah. This is what happens when you take the red pill, man. You start to notice everywhere that things are fake. Maybe the Matrix, that movie was a portal, and it's like just by watching it, you're taking the red pill. That's a red pill right there. There's a book, and we've talked about it before, this book, Valus, by Robert Anton Wilson. I think. Yes, Robert Anton Wilson called Valus. And Valus, <clears throat> in the book Valus, there's a movie that you watch, and every time you notice a different clue as far as like this unlocking of a higher consciousness and that there's other beings of super high consciousness on this planet. And it was posted by some guy, and he did the music for it, and they called it oh, Minnie. Minnie was the man who did the music, and it was so specifically like calculated all these notes to unlock the consciousness of certain individuals Whoa. so they could like start to understand the deeper hidden meanings of these movies but the matrix did that for it sure. set me off dude because i watched that movie first time i watched it, it was like wow cool action what is this about and i watched it again and then i remember i went to a bookstore and they had this book called uh philosophy in the matrix and it was like this series of books that would analyze like popular movies and philosophy so i got that book i don't know if there's anything interesting in it but uh it totally was a big part of my journey of like starting to question uh the nature of reality and like it was huge so what if what if this what if the wachowski sisters now are uh higher dimensional beings that chose to incarnate on this earth to create this movie in order to accelerate the awakening consciousness i love it I fucking love it. Yeah. That or like uh, Fight Club was another one that did the same thing. Yeah. Hello. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Fight, Fight Club. Club. Yeah. I mean, that, that movie was a big reason I didn't go down that path because I studied finance and I was going to get a job like that in an in, in office. And all, all those movies like played a role in like my whole like mentality <laughs> look how deep they've stuck like that that reference of matrix comes up so often or fight club was created by the kgb in order to start to break the american dream and cause people to question the corporate capitalist structure is that a theory i just came up with it hmm. there's this video uh of a kgb agent their video is from like the 1980s and he was a former kgb agent in the states being interviewed and he laid out the whole plan of how they're going to destroy America and turn it into a communist country. And the way he lays it out, it's exactly what's coming to play. It's like start with the educational institutions, uh, plant these ideas, like break the morale, break the spirit, make people question everything, make them question their own identity, their whatever. And uh, the way he laid it out, it's like really mind-blowing. That's exactly what's happened. This was also, I think, on... Joe Rogan played it a few times. Um, uh, but it's crazy because this is what's happening. Hello. Uh, but it was just all about... Knock, knock. Yeah, all about cha changing the program, the narrative, to discredit and break the American system, which is viewed as the threat to the communist world. I'll play it. That's wild. <clears throat> what if the matrix the movie was sent back from the future because in 1999 as y2k happened people were plugged into the matrix and nobody knew 
Check this out, dude. Here, I'm just going to play a little bit of he this. He spoke several times before this about is, ideological subversion. That is a this, so this is an interview with KGB defector Yuri Bezmenov in a 1985 interview where he explains KGB manipulation of U.S. public opinion. 1985. That, uh, I'm afraid some Americans don't fully understand. When uh, the Soviets use the phrase ideological subversion, what do they mean by it? Ideological subversion is, is the process which is legitimate, overt, and open. You, you can see it with your own eyes. All, all you have to do, all American mass media has to do, is to unplug their bananas from their ears, open up their eyes, and they can see it. There is no mystery. There is nothing to do with espionage. I know that espionage intelligence gathering looks more romantic. It sells more deodorants through the advertising, probably. That's why your Hollywood producers are so crazy about James Bond type uh, of, of thrillers. But in reality, the main emphasis of the KGB is not in the area of it intelligence at all. According to my uh, opinion and opinion of many defectors of my caliber, only about 15% of time, money, and manpower is spent on espionage as such. The other 85% is a slow process which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, activne meropriatia in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interest of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The result? The result you can see. Most of the people who graduated in the 60s, dropouts or half-baked intellectuals, are now occupying the positions of power in the government, civil service, business, mass media, educational system. You are stuck with them. You cannot get rid of them. They are contaminated. They are programmed to think and react to certain stimuli in a certain pattern. You cannot change their mind. Even if you, if you expose them to authentic information, even if you prove that white is white and black is, uh, is black, you still cannot change the basic perception and the logic of behavior. In other words, these people, uh, uh, the process of demoralization is complete and irreversible. To get rid society of these people, you, have, you need another 20 or, or, or 15 years to educate a new generation of patriotically minded and, and, and uh, common, common sense people who would be acting in 
favor and in the interests of, of the uh, of, uh, United States society. And yet these people who've been programmed and, as you say, in place and yes. who are favorable to an opening with the Soviet concept, mm -hmm. these are the very people who would be marked for extermination in this country? Most of them, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, simply because the psychological shock when, when they will see in future what the, what the beautiful society of equality and social justice means in practice, obviously they will revolt. They, they, they will uh, they, social they will be justice. Very That's a big one frustrated now. people. And the Marxist-Leninist regime does not tolerate these people. Uh, they, obviously they will join the links of dissenters, mm -hmm. dissidents. Uh, unlike in present United States, there will be no place for dissent in, in future Marxist-Leninist America. Uh, here you can, you can get uh, popular like uh, Daniel Ellsberg and filthy rich like Jane Fonda for being dissident, for criticizing your Pentagon. In future, these people will be simply squashed like cockroaches. Nobody is going to pay them nothing for their beautiful, noble ideas of equality. This they don't understand, and uh, it will be greatest shock for them, of course. He goes on, but um, greatest shock. But that's what's happened. It started with educational institutions, so like the whole quote-unquote woke stuff came out of universities and from professors who came from that era who think that they're wise, but they're just programmed, and then they're feeding it to the youth. And the youth are the ones graduating over the past 10 years who have really taken this on. Myself, to a certain extent, when I graduated college, I was super like leftist uh, because that's what I was fed at university. I went to a University of Colorado, super lefty school. But there was no counterbalance so that I could form my own opinion. It was just like, this is what it is. And we just thought that was the truth and that Republicans were evil. I remember that was my mentality for a long time. <clears throat> that's what I was fed. Well, here, you know, my youngest brother just turned 18. He just graduated high school. <clears throat> and we had some conversations, and I was curious. I'm like, well, what do they teach you guys in school now? And he shared some of the things that they were teaching in school, which I never learned in school, which were very much, very political ideas in, in high school and in elementary school or middle school sorry middle school was when he was starting to tell me things that they were teaching I'm like why why is that in the place of school like shouldn't we be learning like abc 1 2 3 not you know what not like ideology not, not ideologies yeah about political environments yeah it's insane i mean the kgb and what this man is sharing is like it's it's very blatant now because we're seeing the results of it and it's dependent on whether the individual started to question everything around them and i think that's an important piece is like starting to question everything around you you know this is why we've come to plant medicines is because we started to question everything within us <laughs> and that then reflected on wait why are we believing everything outside of us so even if i've been lying to myself for 20 years now why wouldn't other people lie to me? There's a, I, I pulled up another video, but it's, and we've talked about it, but <clears throat> Architects of Control by Michael Tassarion. It's about two hours long, and it's kind of relaying similarly what this KGB guy is talking about. But there's a, a, a man he mentions in there named Jim Keith. And Jim Keith wrote a book on um, 
hypnagogic entrainment of the mind and mind control through electronic means such as television, entertainment systems, so forth and so on. <clears throat> Jim Keith was killed, I think, three years after he released this book. Just look up Jim Keith and mind control, and he'll talk about the Manchurian oh, Candidate. He talks about the Manchurian Candidate. You know about that? I've heard of the movie. The yeah, I mean, that's perfect because the, the movie relays you know somebody who's put into a hypnotic state to go assassinate a president. Oh, okay, right. Same thing. So what kind of mass hypnosis are the people of any country, doesn't matter which one it is, what operating system are they, you know, moving under? <clears throat> like Terrence McKenna says, the culture, culture is the operating system. <laughs> now, who program, programs the operating system? Well, the shaman, the shaman stands outside of the operating system, and he can manipulate it as he pleases. Who are the shamans of our modern age? Hollywood. For sure. One of them, at least. A the media. One. Yeah. The news. Leaders. They're manipulating people to believe something and not believe another thing. In so many of these uh, speeches and so many of these uh, media talking heads, uh, I listen to some podcasts where they analyze a lot of this, and there's so much NLP happening. NLP is Neuro Linguistic Programming, programming where they use words and cues, and like when, they, when someone says something like, think about it, and then they say something, that's a way of... Uh, it's a, to program because if someone says think about it you can't help but think about it which basically means uh, when they say think about it it means like uh, <clears throat> record what I'm about to say embedded into your thoughts think about it we've said it on here oops <laughs> well, <laughs> we're not trying to near, near linguistic yeah, program anybody <laughs> unprogramming blah, 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 blah. don't think about it be with it uh, or something anyway yeah uh, and this kind of leads me one other thing I wanted to, to ask you about talk about is this experience people have with covid of not the physical symptoms but the mental aspect and in the mass media there's reports of like long covid covid depression people take antidepressants because of covid after covid um and uh i think you experienced this and i might have had covid a couple weeks ago it seems because everyone had it and i had some weird things going on where i but it was mo no physical symptoms other than like head cold. But this dark consciousness came into my awareness and I was able to kind of see it and not take it on, but it was there and it was very dark and, and it got me thinking like, what if, whether it's intentional or not, what if every, everybody's getting COVID, right? And what if like some people that just don't have the tools or ability to kind of navigate that and they take it on and they start acting out from it, you know, like we've seen like a surge of like mass shootings in the States, right? Recently, like, or things happening in the world. Like what if some of that is a result of that, of like entering a dark state of consciousness, letting it compromise your own thinking and take action uh, from that space of artificially inseminated depression that virus and it yeah i mean that virus 
was one of the strangest viruses I've ever experienced. And I think, you know, to some extent, we we talked about this, is like every kind of illness gives you some low or a dip in your mental state at some point. But there's something unique about COVID where you actually feel like something is trying to like push you into really dark thoughts. And it caught, you know, Saf and I so off guard where we were like, that was hell. Like we were just in the darkest place of there's no hope of anything. And, you know, I'm curious. Yeah, I, I definitely think that there's some kind of, hmm. Yeah, if you don't have the tools for it, like how do you navigate that? Like you can't. It, it would just kind of implement itself into your consciousness and then what? And you're pissed off and depressed and... Because it was dark. I mean, the, scared. the mentality was dark. And I'm sure you experienced this. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, I, I could see how it could be very scary. And if you have a population of people in fear, a lot of them become more manipulatable, manipulatable, manipulate, manipulatable, malleable, malleable, controllable. <laughs> I like, it's like, I'm scared. Take the reins, please. I'm afraid. Uh, save me. Yeah, it just got me to thinking. But the flip side of it is like I also saw that like it's also like a gateway to like waking up a little bit more and uh, seeing things for what they are. And uh, it's like you get to the other side of it. And I was talking to some people about this, but it's like maybe it's also an can be an upgrade, <laughs> an upgrade to consciousness. Like a slingshot, it takes you down, then shoots you up. Yeah. Yeah. Reminds me of, um, we'll just play a little thing. Yeah. I love this new tape deck. This thing is magic. We can do anything. And we can have sound effects. Like this. <laughs> Keep talking, man. Yeah, I mean, COVID for me, like when it really took, I think it was day 10 that it hit us at a really, really dark place. I mean, Safa was immobile on the couch, like couldn't move. And not because of the physical symptoms, but because of the mental, emotional symptoms. It was so strong. But it was so weird because it hit us in a way. And, and this fact of cutting off your sense of smell, which is very interesting. Like, I didn't realize how much I relied on smell to connect with my environment. So that's, that's another depressing factor. Roll the tape, man. Very weird stuff. Well, I was thinking of upgrade. Here at Raymar College, we can get you prepared for the 31st century with advanced programming in quad rendering and Java++ scripting language. We offer advanced job placement assistance. I'm already so past the main matter, because one day main matter, main matter, main matter, main matter, main matter. Upgrade your grain matter, because one day main matter. Upgrade your grain matter. I'm breaking the rules. We might, we might get cut on this part. <laughs> uh, maybe I can... Maybe I'll cut that out. No, don't cut it out. Well, I'm I curious. Also, I wonder what'll happen. We might get copyright laws, though. They might chase after we'll us. Well, check this out, then. Um, bills. Uh, You're right, oh, wait, hold on. We can get. If... if this is Deltron 3030. It's one of my favorite hip hop albums of all time. And there's this one. Check this out. 
global controls will have to be imposed, and a world governing body this will be created to enforce them. Crises precipitate change. Oh man, I got shivers down my spine. I'm like, that's yeah. wild. Yeah, Wu Tang talks Crisis about the virus. Precipitate change. Thanks, Deltron. Thanks for letting us. Well, we didn't ask for permission, so I hope it's okay. We're just doing this in the name of education, and uh, thank you. This is not our song or our media. Huh. That's why I wonder why Prince died. Kind of a similar thing. There's a video of Prince talking about, um, what are they called? In the sky. Crop dusting. Oh, um, Chemtrails. Chemtrails. Yeah, he talks about chemtrails in neighborhoods, in small neighborhoods. And he's like, you ever notice when you see a chemtrail go across the sky? And then all of a sudden that afternoon, everyone's arguing in their households. You ever wonder why? Really? Interesting. Ooh, I never noticed that. Creepy. Creepy stuff. So, I think that... <laughs> gotta drink some tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> we went deep today. I think that the, the core of all this is understanding that, like, don't trust everything. <laughs> Regardless of who it is, even if it's us. Don't trust anything. And find out for yourself. Yeah. Like, that's the whole purpose in all of this. Observe. I mean, and ultimately, I mean, I have to, with all this, I don't know. I don't know if it's true, but it's interesting, and it would make sense that if you just know what it is to be a human being and what it means to have power, that can be very addictive, and certain people will do whatever it takes to keep that and grow that. And... Uh, yeah. Absolute power destroys absolutely. It'll eventually eat them. Exactly. You know, at the end of the day... Uh, the sun rises and we're here to learn and grow and these are all opportunities these are lessons being given to us in the school of life and yes some people take the path of selfishness but that's their journey and they will have to uh, probably have come for detention uh, in the journey <laughs> to make up for lost time uh, so no need to waste time on that path uh, stay selfless y'all Stay selfless. Stay Thank free. You. Stay free. Stay free. Stay glorious. Stay shiny. Stay shiny. Stay bright. Uh, but also acknowledge the shadow within and integrate it. Don't be afraid of it. Uh, because a lot of shadow avoidance is actually just perpetuating shadow. True. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Are we all done? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Felix, man. I appreciate you, man. I love you. I love you too, God. Peace out. Peace.